Hello, this is Mark, a.k.a. Thorn678. I'm with Thorn on your side. I'm going to be getting into some more content creation here. I'm going to be paroled from baby jail after like three or four months this Saturday to play a game with Dane. It's going to be uh, Symbols of Authority, my most loathed um, strategy. But I'm here to t- today to talk to you about hobby developments. So... I am a new father. My son is 10 months old. I went from being a, um, I'm not not expert, but a higher level painter, not like Golden Demon winner, but definitely more than tabletop standard, which would take hours and hours per model, um, just doing very slow layering and glazing and two brush blending and feathering and yada 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 I don't have time for any of that now I literally get to paint for like 5, 10, 15 minutes if I can here and there, baby's asleep wife's napping, whatever or like if insomnia strikes I'll get an hour in the middle of the night or at the butt crack of dawn so what have I been doing? so I am on a quest to do to get as much out of my time as I can quality-wise. So what I am doing is experimenting with contrast paint. I was looking forward to trying some of the speed paints, but um, after some revelations about its reactivity, I will be foregoing that. There's a couple reasons for me doing that. Um, Number one, I can't really airbrush anymore due to physical limitations. Number two, I live in an environment that is not conducive to rattle cans. So being able to airbrush or rattle can varnish on is not going to happen. Number three, you can't brush on varnish onto speed paint because it'll reactivate and ruin your paint job. So my whole purpose is to get a, a... as high a quality of tabletop standard that I can in as little time as possible. And the answer to that is not contrast paint in its marketed form and current instructions on how to use as dictated by Games Workshop. It's true that Citadel contrast paint is not the second coming of Christ and has some issues and it has some some strengths and it has some major issues and some flaws. Number one, I don't like for the Malifaux setting how vivid and saturated the colors are. So if you do the prime of Wraithbone or um, Grey Seer and then slap a layer of contrast paint on it and call it good, it's this just like over-the-top saturated cartoony color, which I really like for other things, for other settings. Malifaux is is not the cartoony setting to me. To me, like you can put a gray filter over everything and make it appropriate for Malifaux. That's just my opinion. Uh, your mileage may vary. So what technique have I developed? So I can't really airbrush, so... I've been hand priming black uh, Vallejo uh, polyurethane primer. I let it cure for a day, at least a day. And then I do, depending on whether I want a cool or warm undertone, 
because that actually does make a huge difference with contrast. I don't think that online swatches really show how much of a difference it really truly makes. If I'm going for a cool color or cool feel, I will start off by dry brushing a layer of Vallejo model color dark sea green, which is a gray color. It's not green at all. And this covers almost the entire model, leaving black in the absolute deepest crevices, parts that you probably wouldn't see anyway, but some black showing to represent shadows. So we're talking like 90 to 95% coverage with that. And then a layer of either um, Vallejo model color, um, pale blue gray, or pale gray blue, or blue gray pale. Either one, they're really close. One's a little bit lighter than the other. I've done both interchangeably within the same crew and you can't really tell the difference. And you're treating this almost like a Zenith airbrush. You're dry brushing, I don't know, more like 50% of the model, 75% of the model. You want a lot of that other previous gray showing. And then um, a lighter dry brush, like covering maybe 33% of the model, a third roughly, with gray sear. And then a very, very light dusting on the uppermost portions with white. And for that last portion, I go strictly up and down to try to keep it to where the sun would be shining. There's a joke in there somewhere. And then if I'm doing a warm palette, I will start with black once again. I will dry brush either, you have a choice, Citadel Xandri Dust or Vallejo Model Color um, Khaki. Either one is fine. Followed by Vallejo Model Color Tan Yellow. And then a dry brush layer of Wraith Bone. And then again, pure white. Very much the same. So the um, the doing the warm colors will save a lot a lot of the how vivid the contrast paint is. So um, so for example, for Rasputina, I did the gray scale, and then for um, Colette, I am doing the linen scale because they're showgirls. Even though it's a dark, dreary, drab world, it will still have some vivid colors to it. And so when I put those contrast paints on, that's going to be, that's going to shine through a little bit more than the gray. Whereas my Rasputina crew looks really, it, it, the models look cold. They look chilled, even though the uh, recipe that I came up for, the ice, ice golem and ice gammon is a warm color, three to one athermatic blue to um, a Kellyan green, which is not a green color. I don't know why they call it a green color. Um, it still has a cool undertone and it ties everything together really nicely. They look like they live in the same environment. So every model in her crew is going to have that same process of the grays to tie them all together. It makes them, it really does make a difference when you see them standing side by side. And you can, you, you can prove positive this yourself. You can test it. If you have a model that's going to have almost all cool colors and then a model that's going to have some warmth to it, so for my example, Rasputina and the Wendigo, 
Rasputina is mostly cool grays, cool blues. Um, I used Griff Charger Gray for her great coat. This is the second edition model, mind you. And then the uh, Wendigo, his fur is Skeleton Horde mixed one-to-one -one with contrast paint. And that's a massive contrast having that Skeleton Horde next to Rasputina almost complete in almost all cool colors. But it still is cohesive and matches. It's hard to explain uh, without going too much down the rabbit hole of, of the science of color perception and, and color theory and painting and yada 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 that nobody wants to probably hear about. It makes a difference. So what I found with this process is that um, it, it only took me about an hour and 15 minutes to finish my recipe, Tina, which you can see in the Weird Hobby channel. If you want to scroll back to today's, like, today's March 2nd, if you want to go back to March 2nd, you can see what I've done with her. Uh, it's very low effort, and uh, the results are pretty astounding, and it leaves me at a, at a point where I can go back in and highlight later. It'll be pretty minimum effort, but it will really elevate her to the next level. And I would say it is a, a, um, it's a tabletop standard still. It's not display quality, but it is not, it's not high tabletop quality where it is. I don't know if on a scale of one to 10, 10 being high tabletop quality, tabletop quality, not golden demon quality, but if a 10 is high tabletop quality, mine stuff is probably at like a seven. It looks a little bit better than the Games Workshop battle-ready methods because a lot of the that zenith effect that you get from these increasingly lighter dry brushes actually really shows through with contrast. And I recommend that when you're doing this process for the really strong colors like Siliconum Gray, Gilliman Flesh, which looks really bad when you use it straight out of the pot, cut all of these colors with at least 50-50 um, contrast medium I've been thinking about experimenting with matte medium too just to kind of see what happens um, I'm hoping that will turn it into more of a wash so that I can use it in different ways contrast paint's stupid expensive but the, the results speak for themselves and if you're cutting everything with the contrast medium I mean it, one color will go a long way which is unfortunate for the speed paints again because they were supposed to be cheaper Q Obi Wan saying you were the chosen one, but you know what can you do? I can't have my paints reactivating when I'm trying to highlight them. Um, I'm interested to see if like if something sits for a month dry, if it would still reactivate. Um, I have, I think it based on just the science and the things that Army Painter have shared, it it would. It just sounds like the speed paints never fully cure. They will always be water soluble because of the chemical whose name escapes me has i think it starts with a th and has like an x in there somewhere just because of how those things work so um what is the point of all this that uh, i'm just trying to share my revelations with with contrast paint the effort is still pretty minimal i mean if you like the look of contrast medium over just pure wraithbone or gray sear by all means go for it I personally don't like it for the Malifaux setting, like I've said, and so I'm adjusting it. It's a little more effort, but one of the biggest things that this avoids, this like zenith look with the dry brushing, is the 
the so-called coffee stain and splotchiness. I don't like the, the terminology coffee stain, but um, it uh, it totally circumvents that. It, you don't see that at all. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with with um, colors being darker than than the lighter, and so it's just everything's really obvious. And it also avoids the like really highly gloss look that that um, it can have. Um, I know some people are screaming at their phone right now, like, you should be varnishing your miniatures anyway. Well, actually, um, I'd like to refer you to Goobertown Hobbies, who does a really in-depth video on the truth about varnishes. Um, to, in my humble opinion, well, not my humble opinion, this is just fact. Um, if you have a plastic model, matte, matte varnish makes the paint weaker and easier to chip because of the co has to do with coefficient of friction and reactivating paint and and like bonding together the truest most most um, um, uh, bulletproof way of uh, varnishing a miniature is to do a gloss coat and then a matte coat over it well actually well it's actually stronger with the gloss coat but obviously you don't want the gloss coat you don't want it to be super shiny on everything so you go over it with a matte varnish and so that does weaken it putting that matte varnish over the gloss but it's a happy medium However, on plastic models, it's not entirely necessary. On metal models, there's no way I'd put a metal model on the table without varnishing it first. But with plastic, I mean, the, the science speaks for itself. Um, Town, uh, Brent, uh, did a very exhaustive test on um, miniatures, and while varnishing them was better than not varnishing them, it was such a minor difference that I don't think I need to waste my time in. Just coming from somebody that was a hardcore believer in gloss coating and then matte coating every single model that I that I ever dreamed of putting on a table. So it's a big deal for me to say that. But like I said, don't you don't have to listen to me watch Brent's video. It's a really good video. It's kind of hard to argue with a chemist who spends hours and hours and hours manipulating models to test this theory so if you guys want to check out my work i post on the weird discord all the time in the hobby channel i don't know if anybody really cares to see any anything else in any like permanent capacity i don't have a facebook page for this podcast maybe i should i don't know put stuff on there um so if you guys have any questions, um, I'm on a weird place. I'm in the the weird Discord. My name is, if you just at Mark Bowling, um, it might be Thorn678 on the uh, weird Discord. I don't remember because I joined Swamp Fiend's Discord and you use your real name. They're not a screen name. And so uh, some places might have a screen name and some places I have my real name. So I don't know. I've lost track, but... I mean, if you guys have any questions, and um, I'll be happy to answer them.